Good morning and welcome to day 44 of Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. And we're going to be jumping back to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 11. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving us your word and in keeping your word and in sending your word incarnate into the world in your son, Jesus Christ. Firmly, your word is fixed in the heavens and your word is given to us in the scriptures and your word is given to us in your son. Would you write your word on our hearts by your spirit today? This is what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go, and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the good news, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses, what then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of woman, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He has a demon. The Son of God came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds." Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you and you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. 
For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for Sodom than for you. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew chapter 11 in the English Standard Version. It's a full chapter, as often happens when we jump over to Matthew. It begins with John the Baptist being in prison. And he sends word by his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Now, there's a lot of debate over what exactly is happening with John here. Is John the Baptist in prison losing his faith, doubting the plan of God. I mean, he was the one who saw Jesus and who baptized him, who said, I'm not worthy to baptize you, but I need to be baptized by you. He's the one who said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one who said, the one coming after me is far mightier than I. I am not worthy to stoop and untie his sandals. And now the question comes, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? And there's two different ways of looking at this. Either John himself is legitimately struggling with doubt, which is understandable given his circumstances. He's in prison. He's going to be beheaded. He doesn't know that yet. Or, or John is directing his disciples to go and follow Jesus. Stop coming to visit me in prison. Go to this one and ask him, are you the one to come or shall we look for another? And the answer they get from Jesus will cause them to follow Jesus. So either John is struggling with his own doubt or he's redirecting his disciples to go and look into Jesus so that they will start following him, John knowing that he must decrease while Christ must increase. I lean toward that view, although I don't exclude the possibility that John is definitely struggling with doubt because he was a human being. But I do lean toward the view that he's sending his disciples to go and look into Jesus with the hopes that they would go and follow Jesus because of everything we read uh, in, in the Gospels. John just knows that this is, this is the one to come. This is the one who's greater. But notice Jesus' answer. Jesus doesn't just say, yeah, I'm the one, follow me. He says, no, go and tell John what you hear and see. Open your eyes. Look around. What's going on here? One, the blind are receiving their sight. Two, the lame are walking. Three, lepers are being cleansed. Four, the deaf are hearing. Five, the dead are being raised up. Six, the poor have the good news. Preach to them. Thus, seven, blessed is the one who's not offended by me. 
because he is the stone set in Zion. And you can either bow down before him or be tripped up by him. So these are all signs that come from Isaiah, by the way. Jesus is saying these are all things that the prophet Isaiah said that the Christ would do, that the Messiah would do, that God's anointed servant would do. And here I am doing them. God graciously provides us with evidence for our faith. He doesn't just say, oh, take my word for it. Trust me. This is the way, you know, he does, it's not blind faith. God does call for faith, but he gives us reason. He gives us evidence. He gives us substance upon which to base our faith. And, and at the heart of it, the best thing to base your faith on is that the scriptures have been fulfilled in Christ. So you take the scriptures and their promises and their prophecies and their pictures, and you take Christ and you see how all the scriptures are fulfilled in Christ. And there you have the word of God inscripturated and the word of God incarnate together. And that is a rock solid foundation for your faith. Then Jesus rebukes the crowd for their fickleness. You know, they they went out to see John. Why? Some of them were just going out sort of for the entertainment value, for the for the freak show, if you will. I mean, but John Jesus affirms John as a great prophet, as as the greatest prophet. Among those born of women, there's arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. And yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. What does that mean? Is John not in the kingdom of heaven? Well, John will not get to see. John will not get to see the death and resurrection of Jesus. So those who get to see the death and resurrection of Jesus and who live on this side of the cross are more blessed than John because they get to see the fullness come in in Jesus Christ. From the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. The prophets and the law prophesied until John... If you're willing to accept it, he's the Elijah to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. All of this to say, the, the kingdom of God used to be an earthly kingdom that was subject to violence and that, and that was engaged in violence. But all of that was leading up into the one to come who would change everything. And John the Baptist is the Elijah to be the forerunner for Jesus. That's at the end of Malachi that you get that prophecy that he's going to send Elijah before the great coming day. And so Jesus has come, but you have to hear him. You can't be judging him. This arrogant generation said, oh, John comes neither eating or drinking. He has a demon. Jesus comes eating and drinking. He's a glutton and a drunkard. They're too ready to judge and not ready enough to believe. And that's, that's human nature, isn't it? Human nature wants to judge God criticize God, critique the works of God, rather than believe. And so all these cities that had seen all these miracles, they're all condemned by Jesus because they saw so much evidence, and yet they did not believe. Sometimes people today will say, if only I could see a miracle. Well, these cities saw abundant miracles, and they never believed. Well, then who does come to believe? That's the question it's all leading to. Who does come to believe? Only those for whom it is God's gracious will to reveal the things of the kingdom. It's the Father's gracious will to reveal the things of the kingdom to little children, to the simple, to the outcast, to the marginalized, 
to these fishermen, tax collectors, this little band of followers. It's God's gracious will to reveal hidden things to them. And it's the Son's gracious will to reveal the Father to them. And so Jesus says to all of those who can see the truth, to all of those to whom God has been gracious enough to reveal the truth, Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. If you can see that I'm the Son of God, if you can see that I'm the way of salvation, if that's been revealed to you, come to me and I will give you rest. Notice God reveals, but we still need to come. God shows the truth to whom he wills, but we still need to go to Jesus and find rest in him and learn from him. He is the only rest for our souls. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus, our Savior, who is the rest for our souls, who is our salvation and our hope and our glory. We thank you for Jesus, our Savior. Help us to come to him every day for the rest that we need. Help us to take his yoke upon us every day and learn from him, for he is our Savior and he is our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Matthew chapter 11. We're going to be jumping back to Genesis tomorrow for day 45. We'll be in Genesis 29. Have a blessed day in the Lord.